Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Basically, Usain Bolt. Because <laughs> oh, I'm so fast. so fast now. My 750 miles. Oh, my goodness. The proud mother of Basically Mr. Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brad Bernard. We shall be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, this isn't your first barbecue or a rodeo, is it? You know what, Tom? AAA Movers has been moving Minnesota for over 56 years. Our family business has gone from two trucks to over 50 and proud to say that we're the number one moving company in Minnesota. We believe our success has been earned with time and trust by our customers. Our number one referral is former clients. So maybe it's time you call AAA. If you or someone you care about needs to move from here or there, even if that there is on the other side of the country. I wish I was moving today. If you are, mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with removal from junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, Kristen Burt joins us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous. We're just slogging through life. Although it's, the weather here is beautiful. Yesterday, today, uh, gorgeous. Oh, yes. good. Are you having a nice spring? Mm, some days. Really. It's been really up and down and all around. Yeah, you can't has. decide on anything. But that's um, Minnesota in general. That's true. <laughs> Especially in the spring. Yeah. yeah. It is indeed. In the first hour, we're talking a lot about the fact that broadcast television is in huge trouble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really feel bad because I have a couple of friends that are in broadcast television. You know, local mm -hmm. TV stations like Channel 5, Channel 4. Um, I hate to see that because, you know, they're a whole audience. I, it used to be, it was, you know, Kristen, it used to be that local television news was everything, man. That's where you learned everything about everything. And now... Their audiences, Andy. Do you even know how can you tell what a local news broadcast pulls in? Uh, it's not easy unless they publish those numbers, which they almost never do. <clears throat> yeah, they're way, way down. I know that. 
Ridiculous. I wouldn't even know half of my broadcasters now. You know, growing yeah. up, they were like local heroes. Oh, God, yes. They would do, you know, appearances and signings. I mean, I remember, this is so funny, Bruce Schwegler was our weatherman, and he came and visited our elementary school, and it did like a whole school assembly on meteorology, and it was literally like, I don't know, the president of the United States, Justin Bieber, <laughs> dropped in. It was amazing. Yeah. We were so, I still remember the excitement by all that and like wanting to raise my hand and ask a question. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Well, you mentioned that. I have an arguably even dumber story like that where uh, we want to hear it. someone <laughs> came to our school and spoke and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Do you know who it was? Mm-mm. It was the guy who said, we treat you right. The DQ guy. <laughs> the Cherry Queen guy? I thought that was so cool. Oh, my God. He wrote, did he write the jingle? Or? I, don't, I don't know if he wrote it or just sang it. That's oh. the three-word <laughs> jingle. But he I came in. And I, I remember mean, he was talking about how, like, you can't say we treat you right without smiling, so it's a good thing to smile and... I don't know. It was very, very dumb, but so as a he's kid, like a motivational I speaker thought it was guy. the coolest uh, thing in the world. Well, it's no ba da ba ba ba. No, it's not. Uh, well, actually, I had one of those That's when I was hilarious. in high school. I was in tenth grade at North High School, and Man from Uncle was on, and Robert Vaughn, who was from Minneapolis, came and visited North High School, and I found out that day that I lived in his old house. Ah. That was pretty ah. cool. I didn't know that. Ah. I mean, it was a shithole, but I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. Did you guys have the same bedroom? Was that? Did you have the same bedroom? I don't want to hear your questions about what bedroom I slept yeah. in, sister. Weird. You know, well, I went back to my childhood home. Now it's probably 2013, so about eight years ago. I didn't knock on the door, but I kind of wish I had to just be like, do you mind if I look? Um, because it was a house that my father built, and then oh. it's only had one other owner since then, so it would have been really cool just to do a tour and go through, because well, I, I know they've obviously renovated it since, but... One, uh, one downside of that whole uh, living in Robert Vaughn's old house, by the time I believe I was 26 years old, I had lived in 43 different houses, so it really didn't mean much. Hmm. You know, when the rent came due, you know what happened then? It's like, goodbye. Ducked out in the middle of the night. Ducked out in the middle of the night. Pat O'Brien and I moved an entire house full of furniture in about 12 hours once. That was not easy, I can promise you getting out of Dodge fast. Time to get out. That's when you grab your trash bags and you just dump everything you can. That's exactly right. Everything just went into trash bags. Man from Uncle, that had a a blonde British guy. Ilya Kuryakin. Ilya Kuryakin. Kuryakin. What kind of name is that? Russian, I think. It sounds pretty Russian to me. Yeah. See here. I remember my neighbor, Robbie Link, was had a big crush on oh, him. Oh, he's a handsome guy. He's a nice oh, guy, she too. She just I had a big him. crush on She wouldn't miss Man from Uncle because she mm. wanted to. I mean, she was like seven, and she had a big crush on <laughs> well, Elia there you go. Banaka, whatever his name is. Banaka. Banaka. Yeah, Banaka. Ilya Banaka. Uh, Elliot right. Banaka. <laughs> yep, that's exactly who it was. Yes. But, uh, let's see. Oh, well, that's the... His fictional name. Yeah. His actual name was David McCallum. David McCallum. Ah. But yes, Ilya Kuryakin. Oh, that was his name. Was that was his, his stage name. Oh, that was his character's name. name. Yeah. Oh, okay. David okay. McCallum. Okay, that's ah. there. Yep, David McCallum, which does not sound very well, he was Russian just on, to me. He no. was just on, what, NCIS? He, he's still on that show, isn't he? I think. Oh, yes, he's really? Don, Dr. Donald Mallard. Are you kidding me? On NCIS? Donald Mallard? His name is actually Dr. Donald Ducky Mallard. That's hilarious. Donald Ducky Mallard. Really? (laughs) My lord. But I'll tell you, if you want to name my character Dr. Ducky Mallard and have longevity of any of these franchises that the broadcast networks are cranking out, I'll do it. That's true. true. 75 seasons. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, did you see what NBC is doing? Their fall season is only going to be Dick Wolf. Chicago franchise shows, mm-hmm. or it's going to be Law and Order franchise shows, yeah. um, or it's going to be The Voice, which is only going to have one season, and they're yeah. not going to do a spring season. That's about it. They're not doing any comedies. The comedies aren't coming back until mid-season after the Winter Olympics. Hmm. Wow. I wonder why. They're, well, they're not funny anymore. That's one pro- problem with them. <laughs> that is a big problem. I have a friend that does... Um, casting for all the like Chicago Med Chicago oh, really? like yeah and she's like 
so many people you so so many people get jobs on those shows because there's just each one is a new yeah, crime yeah. you know and they have to cast all yeah, the people in involved and in the yeah, cr- yeah. so yeah, she's right. like she's like it's unbelievable how many people have worked on all the Chicago or you shows. hope that your character can cross over from like fire to PD that kind of thing yeah and because it's been so um, prolific with all of the franchises SAG had to create kind of a, a, a like a Dick Wolf contract so that. If you're a character on, you know, one of the like Chicago Fire, that you can cross over to another one of the franchises. Yeah, that makes totally. I watch Chicago PD. I used to watch Chicago Fire, but then. It got to be too many inner firehouse romance kind of deals. Yeah. Like, geez, that's boring yeah, as hell. Firehouse romance. <laughs> yeah, just like. That's where all the sex is happening. That's yeah. what sells. Yeah, I mean, that's true. The first that's one, what sells. one of those, uh, one of those hospital shows. You know, they they were on, uh, and I was told to watch it. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Grey's so Anatomy. I, oh, yeah. I, I turned I turn on horrible. the first episode. Turn first ep- the rep- first episode I was to watch. You know, 15 minutes in, you know, someone's having sex in one of the closets in the hospital. I think that's and all go, anybody did. And uh, that show. Man, man, you know, that's odd. I didn't run into that when I was a resident. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. you know, that was not presented to happen? me as an option at any time. <laughs> and I was unaware that anybody, you know, was in there messing with the sheets. It made no, it made no sense to me. And I said, oh, I can't watch this. Said, Off. And they, they masks were off at the wrong time. There wasn't oh, blood. Really? There wasn't blood everywhere. It made no sense. It just wasn't right. <laughs> no, I've watched like five minutes of one episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I was like, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I made six seasons, and then I bailed. So I, I was there for a time. Oh, that's quite Some a while. Some people are yeah, still watching every episode. It's still on? It's still on. Oh, still it is, on. and it just got um, picked up for, I think it's an I want to say the 18th season, maybe. Yeah. No, um, really. Apparently, it's horrible though. Like I have friends. I have like Natalie is like a diehard Grey's mm. Anatomy fan. Like, and she's like, it's so bad. But I've yeah. I've, got, I've come this far. I feel like I need to continue. Wait, uh, to watch. I can't respect. Well, like, the Ellen Pompeo is making a fortune. What is? She's the highest paid woman on television. She plays um, Meredith Grey on the series. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I can't even imagine so, how much money she has. So is, is it sort of spiraled into just being a soap opera? <clears throat> yes. In essence? I, I think so. I, they did embrace the whole um, COVID-19. A lot of shows kind of went, you know, veered away from it, thinking that viewers wanted, you know, escapism. But they, they I believe, I didn't watch this season, but Maris Gray did have COVID, and it was sort of her journey through right. the pandemic. Right. Now, i got to ask everybody, and Kristen, you could, I'd like you to answer first. Uh, I went back to the very beginning of Criminal Minds because I've always loved that show. I thought it was done very, very well. We almost we watched that show recently, all the way through the Netflix seasons. But you know what's really weird? It made me really uncomfortable because it began, I think, what, 17 years ago? I think it first it hit the air. It was a while ago. It's been a long time. I think yeah. it was on for like 16 seasons, I think, something like that. But it's so uncomfortable now because Shamar Moore and Kristen Vangness, Vangsness, Mm-hmm. He calls in. Now this is to the FBI office. It's not well. The FBI. It's the, it's criminal, the Bureau, Bureau of, of Criminal, criminal Investigations or whatever. Yeah, it's like I don't remember what it's called, but in any case, they're federal BCU. authorities, right? And he calls in, and Kristen answers the phone. He goes, "What's going on, baby girl? I don't know. How's my brown god doing?" I thought. You can't talk to one like that at work. And why would you ever anyway? <laughs> they did for the whole run of the show. Those yeah, two hit on each other weird every episode. Oh, okay. like, what the hell? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Honest to God, I couldn't. Are on your back. Yeah. <laughs> and you even all over you yeah. like a cheap suit. Mm-hmm. Especially a government oh office. You said, and even if you do have a friendly relationship with a coworker, you really can't even do that. No. If you're both okay with it in an office now, because it makes other people uncomfortable. Right. So you'd have to do it like go out for cocktails and, and mm-hmm. do it to each other. <laughs> I wish you were here today. Why do you want me there, baby girl? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing this blouse you'd really like. I'm like, what? The hell? Oh, so inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's a family show, you know, Tom. Like, family show here. Yeah. yeah. Get a room. Well, Criminal Lines is not a family show. <laughs> no, it's not a family show, that's for sure. But Joe from Louisville wants to know if there's any truth to CSI with most of the original cast coming back. CSI. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah, that is true, yeah. It is? Yeah, it is. Including William Peters. Great. 
Mm. Uh, isn't William Peterson's coming back? I heard. Why did he yeah. ever leave that show? I don't know. He was great I feel like on that. Now show. it's been it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> we never uh, used to miss CSI. That was a great show. I've never seen it in my life. Great, you'd love it. Amy. I hated all the spinoffs. Yeah, Miami the spinoffs were not good. Oh, so well, CSI Miami was good. I liked CSI oh, Miami. That was Miami. CSI it's Miami. It's Miami. How I like bad looking at Miami. Miami is a beautiful <laughs> city, but I did not like the show. Mm. That's the one with the sunglasses guy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. always puts He was on. so dra- overly the boat dramatic. Goes into the ocean. At, he overacted. Yeah. It's like, just put William Shatner in there, okay? You know, oh, they, they were used to have drinking games based on his sunglasses. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Anytime you took them off, somebody you'd would somebody take have to drink. And then when you put them back on, you'd have to take another drink. <laughs> or if he ever said something, he had like a catchphrase or something. Yeah, and, and, the, and the cases yeah. were like so elementary. It's like anybody can solve this. My God, like, I could tell you right now who done it. I used yeah. to love it when he <laughs> when he would make this dramatic statement. He'd always cock his head way to the right. Oh like, God, mm-hmm. I know he was exactly so practiced. Right. Yeah, yeah. Really everything was. was just yeah. so like. Yeah, they'd like find a body in a freezer and he'd see like, looks like this case is. Oh, nice. Wow. Every episode, he pulled, he said a line I like that. It. Yeah, oh, he totally God. did. I still love that yeah. show. And then there was a I New did. York one, too, right? Yeah, that was a great I show. Gary Sinise. Oh, Gary Sinise was phenomenal in that. He's, he's terrific. He's such a good actor. I he can is. only watch so many, like, chop him up. Or yeah. cop movies. Well, what's that one that's I can't watch too many. What's that one that's always just only about sex crimes? About sex SVU. Crimes. SVU. Oh, SVU. I'm like, why would anyone watch a show that's just about sex crimes? I know. I've never what? seen that. That, that seen show has a huge cult following. Does, yeah. Ugh, it's creepy. Who do you think? People know, with fetishes and weird. Oh, ugh. man. I watched a couple when I was on basically bed rest when I was so violently ill when I was pregnant with Fawn. I had watched everything because it was four months of me not being able to stand up. And I was like, oh, I'll watch Law and Order because I've never seen Law and Order, but it was an SVU. And I was like, why would anyone watch this? Yeah. Is that the one Richard Belzer is in? No, Homicide. No, yeah, he, he's I in. No, I've never watched it. Law and Order Homicide. I love Richard. I just remember Bell it was like three episodes guy. of like this woman was yeah. murdered and then yeah. they raped her repeatedly and all this stuff. And it was just like, why would someone tune into this? Criminal Minds is a lot like that too, which oh. is I, I wasn't never a huge fan. Yeah, we watched it because Melissa wanted to, people, but I yeah. I wouldn't have watched it. You know, I don't want to know that there's that many perverts and weirdos running around. I mean, I know it, but I don't want to <laughs> I know. I know it, but so, like, I don't want to know. I'm a true crime obsessed person. I, I, yeah, watched, I don't watch SVU, but I do watch all of the Datelines, and I feel like it makes me a smarter traveler. I do travel a lot alone for business. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. the elevator thing, like you really shouldn't be alone with a man in an elevator. Because no. um, oftentimes, it, and I actually, when I was traveling for business, it happened, not to me, but to one of my coworkers. Oh, he was alone God. in an elevator Ugh. at um, the rent center in um, Detroit. And he, he, she said, he said, oh, I'm on the same floor as you, no worries. So she didn't think about it. It's a huge hotel. She walked to her room and he came up behind her and grabbed her. Fortunately, had not opened her hotel door at that point. And somehow she managed to rustle free and locked herself into like a housekeeping closet or whatever. Um, And stayed there for a couple hours because she was panicked. He was, yeah. And she went down to the hotel. front desk eventually and and said you know this this just happened they reviewed the security tapes and they're like oh it looks like you obviously knew him because you spoke to him when he had been saying hey don't worry about the button i'm on the same floor you are oh my god what so our client by the way because we were there for um it was for it was press week for the auto show which you know and we had bookings of like 100 hotel rooms our client removed the entire booking from that hotel. Ooh. I think was the Marriott the next year and we moved to a different hotel which Good. was not as convenient for us but they guaranteed our safety. It was the year of the um, recession when everybody oh, no. like all the automotive companies had no money. No, everyone was canceling. All the hotels were hurting and I was like oh my gosh because they didn't care about safety another hotel is happily taking our yeah. 100 hotel rooms yeah. right now. Well, I have a question oh for the hotel management. If this woman runs into a closet and locks herself in there for two hours, would that be an indication, perhaps, that she was afraid and didn't know who this guy was? <laughs> well, maybe, like, who yeah. cares if she knew who he was? Exactly. Yeah. Who cares if it was her uncle? Yeah, like, exactly. d- still not okay. 
Yeah. But this is what happens, too, and this is why so many women don't report sexual assault, because people don't believe them. And they, yeah. and they had video evidence, and, they, and she still wasn't believed. Wow. And still wasn't taken seriously. That and that's, that's what's so scary about it. Yes. That was hilarious. I just thought of something. Kat, one of the first times that Kath and I ever got on an elevator, it was at the old, uh, what was that called the conservatory the observatory what was that remember there that was big a conservatory yeah it was a conservatory for a little while yeah that failed miserably yeah and mm-hmm. uh, you and i got on the elevator and there was already a, an older couple on the elevator at the time this is like 40 years ago and i'm standing there and i see these young uh young guys that i could tell were probably from my old neighborhood hoodlums. young hoodlums and they were coming right for the elevator and they were going to trap us on the elevator and I just stepped right in front of the door and said, uh-uh. And they just turned around and went away. I'll never forget. I remember you looking at me like, what the hell was that all about? Because you barely knew me then. That was a long time ago. Remember, you don't remember me standing in front of the door not letting them in the elevator? You've done so many odd things throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. Protecting you. Protecting well, you were there. Can't recall like, them all. Yeah. But there are many times, yeah, where it's like I'll be waiting for an elevator and a guy will come up and like the doors will open. Then I'll be like, oh, I'm getting a call. And I like pretend to go down the hallway because I don't want to be on an elevator. I know with there's a guy. been a couple sure. times where a guy has stepped on the elevator and I'm like, oh, I know. I don't like, like this. Yeah, that's not I, why. Somebody explain that we have three women on this show and three men. Explain to me a sexual assault anyway. What is the great joy for men in sexual assault? It's a power thing. We've so told it's all about, about how weak handy ass they are. A, so they have to prove yeah. what a man they are by assaulting women. They have a mental Jesus. illness or something's wrong with them. Well, and they yes. think they have like a right to do what how? they want because I feel no. like doing this. I'm going to do it. No, and I don't think they have a right. They're just nuts. No, I, no, I, I disagree. They, 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 they don't think they, they have the right. They, 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 they think they, they have the right. right. I'm not no, saying that no, they they're do. they're crazy and they do it, and it's a violent kind of a thing. And it yeah. has nothing yep. to do with what they think the rights are. They're just going to do this because, to a certain extent, it might be exciting to them. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very odd, bizarre kind of a thing, and it's clearly wrong. Yeah, but it's just there's there's something not right on those those guys no. or women. Women it's much less common for a woman, but uh. yeah, very very uncommon. So what do you think of that, Kristen? You, did, is there any understanding why guys would do it? I just I don't understand it. I mean, it's always a power play, and even if it's not sexual assault, it can come in the form of verbal mm-hmm. abuse yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I, I hate to say it, but most women have probably seen some type of power play like that in the oh, workplace. Really? Yeah, um, where men will try and diminish you in some way, or not give you credit, or make sure that you don't get the promotion. We've I've seen it all happen, and you know, and sometimes you just pass it off as sexism, but at other times, I'm like, they are purposely hindering your career or you being able to jump to the next level uh, because it is a power move. Okay, so I have to ask you, are these are these guys who as a little kid saw their father kind of lord over their mother and kind of abuse, not physically abuse their mother, but, you know, is it learned behavior from the father? Is that what this is all about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do I think, think so. that a lot of people, Probably. Uh, you know, learn it at home. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. in most when most households, when we grew up, the dad, the man, typically was dominant, but wasn't dominant in a brutal way or right, a violent right. way. Or so there's other, there's a step beyond. Well, in any relationship, someone's going to be more dominant than the other. All relationships are that way, and it doesn't matter whether you're man or woman, man and man, woman or woman. One person's going to be more dominant, but when it goes beyond that, gets this violent edge to it, or where it's way overpowering, where you see it. Yeah. See, I got very, very lucky because my old man was nuts and he was gone by the time I was seven. Came back for a little while. Very, when I was very 16, lucky. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God for that. But no, I, was, I have always been attracted because my mother ran the family with yeah. my two sisters because my brother was in, in the Marine Corps in Vietnam. Women always ruled the household when I grew up. And therefore, when I looked to find a, a woman to get married to, it had to be a strong one. I don't want to marry some weak woman. I don't know anything about them. Alex, you're a very strong woman that tells people to go screw themselves. Sure do. <laughs> well, do you not, do. Do not catcall me. 
Yeah. No cat calling, but now, there's all these there's all these articles around now, and Kristen, I'm sure you have seen these about how women don't want to take off their masks because it was like a, a layer of protection. They're, they don't they, right. they don't have to hear Whoa. give us a smile, oh, sweetheart anymore. So why do women wear niqabs? Exactly. Why do women wear niqabs? Because and I and I thought about this, and I think and that the prophet said that there was reasons for that, and yep. there was stuff going on at that time. But well, you think it through, and I'll tell you what, you did not want to be a woman when the Quran was written. That you did true. not want no, to be a woman. That's true. You did I, not. No one ever has told me, "Give me a smile," or like, "Why aren't you smile?" Like, people do not say these types of things to me. Really, I get it done. I a Never lot. Heard it. Um, when I lived in New York City, it happened a lot. Yes. Because you're, you're walking a lot, and yep. you're encountering people mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. And I'm someone that I'm naturally a pretty happy and optimistic person, but there are times when I'm just kind of deep in thought in my head. If I'm walking, you know, you're doing a running list of what you need to do or where you need to go. Yeah. And sometimes people will just snap you out of it, but it's always a man that's like, smile, come on, it ain't that bad, that kind of thing. And you're like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just, it's just annoying <laughs> You're like, why? Why does it even need to be said? I don't know you. You never know the motivation. It's like, do I have a, you know, resting bitch face right now? And so somebody's saying, you know, I always do a perk up and smile, sunshine. You know, maybe it's friendly. You just don't know what the motivation is. No, it's like I always hear people. It's like, I'm so I'm so sick of being told to smile all the time. Like no one's ever, I don't think anyone's ever told me to smile. We need to take a break. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt and more of this intelligent conversation. (laughs) Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off, lost a lot of weight. So what's the secret to my success? One word, coaching. I have the best, and that has been amazing. Yeah, I just think the big part is changing one habit at a time. Yep. That's this whole process, and you need a guide to be able to do that because we don't know you know what all of the pieces are that you need so discover them with your coach and put it all together kelly how about you we also have amazing tools and technology that that help people on this journey of theirs with our in-person coaching but also our profile 3d body scanner which is which to visualize your progress in this journey is pretty motivating profileplan.com for a location near you oh and Mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. Profileplan.com. That's profileplan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt with us. We're just talking about how wonderful women are and how horrible men are. That's all we're talking about. No, we're not. That's not true. Just the icky one. I just, I've never understood that picking on people who are smaller than you, beating children, you know, assaulting women. What, what do you get out of that? I mean, you got to look in the mirror and go, what a candy ass you are. Because they're making themselves feel better because they don't feel right. 
But yeah. how does it make you feel better to take advantage of someone who can't fight back? It's that a makes very no sense infantile way of boosting <clears throat> your own. I guess, yeah. It's a self-esteem. Yeah. You've got no self-esteem mm-hmm. if you're feeling with like that. Yeah. I think they're tearing the roof off this building yeah, right yeah. now. I don't know what, what the hell happening? is going on. If somebody on. falls through the ceiling, we won't be surprised. <laughs> they might be coming Something through the ceiling. Something weird yeah, going on up there. dive under the table. I don't know. <laughs> so, Kristen, we were talking earlier today about the fact that broadcast TV is not funny anymore. Uh, they're not even trying to be funny anymore. It's all dramas now. Um, American comedy, I don't know. We're going to see how this whole reunion goes with uh, Friends. Is that supposed to be pretty good? Well, it's it's a look back. It's not like a scripted show. Or oh, it's not. Like oh, I thought no. it was. Yeah, no. It's oh. just a friends reunion. I know it's not like a friends. <sighs> oh. Yeah. <sighs> but, and and they have like celebrities are stopping by. You know, people who love friends. Like I think Reese Witherspoon is stopping by because oh, she had. Um, yeah, it's one dumb. of those like Pass. reunion specials kind of thing. Yeah. I'm liking this uh, morning show with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, you like that. Too. I told great. you. I love that. It's yeah. great. And, and I don't normally so like it. And I, I don't think she's very good in most things. She's no, just the same either. thing. Yeah, and she's, she's kind of still Rachel. the same thing in this one. But no, I think she's really different. It, like she's, she's better. It's I definitely she, a good yeah. role for her. Yes. Is this So this is a women's show? A no. women's show? No. It's like not a women's show. No. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Tom's not. Here we go. Tom, Tom's oh, not speaking up so much. Tom, Tom's not speaking up so much. I'm just wondering, you, you know. And, I'll tell you why yeah, I'm not it's speaking It's not. Up. In fact, if you followed any of the Today Show saga with the tail end of Matt Lauer's reign right, there, right. It's, yeah. it's based it's on very that. similar in a storyline mm-hmm. in, in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, honestly, it's really well. Steve Carell's great in it. He is. Um, Honestly, I just—it's really well written. It's sharp. It moves well. It, it keeps you interested. I'm looking forward to season two and what they do with it. But isn't yeah. it the story? Isn't the overall story women vindicated? Well, you know, this guy was a jerk. I don't know where it's going. No, I'm, I'm not through the whole first season yet. I'm, I'm, I'm no. like, I, I just—I went through the—I just watched the one where she goes to the uh, Jennifer Aniston's character goes to her daughter's college with oh, a yeah, pizza with a peace offering pizza <clears throat> yeah well there's i don't want to yeah. do too many spoiler alerts and her yeah. daughter's her well, daughter's mean that. and she told her to she says f you kid yeah <laughs> her daughter. she's like i'm taking my pizza you can buy your own pizza it's my out. pizza <laughs> i've worked for this pizza <laughs> Oh, we've all wanted to say that to our teen daughters yeah. at one I didn't. Time. I definitely didn't <laughs> drop an F-bomb to my mom, nor did she drop an F-bomb to me, but I probably did something dramatic over a pizza. Like, I don't want this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted pepperoni. Yeah, that's well, not I, that. well, like I said, I think it, it's a show that's speaking to women more than to men. Mm, I I so. wrong with that. My husband wrong watched with that. it just fine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So the reason I don't watch it, and it's, I've got nothing against him or whatever, but I've spoken to Steve Carell twice in my life. He is a very, very odd human being. Well, yeah. He's really... He's a good actor. He's a good actor. But have you ever spoken to him, said, to talk to him? Yeah, he's quirky. He's really weird. Yeah, he's as quirky as they get as a man. Like quirky going to go off a cliff any day now? Or yeah, just... it's not comfortable. Quirky fun. Oh, yeah, or quirky... Like, no, it's not like quirky me. fun. No, it is not quirky fun. He can have a real attitude, too. That's the other thing. Oh. Zoe Deschanel on screen quirky or Zoe Deschanel in real life quirky? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Puppy in a cup. <laughs> I still love that scene so much. I love so Zoe much. Deschanel so much. I know, that was a great... But, yeah, look, I got nothing against Steve Carell. I think he's a hell of an actor. I really do enjoy him, but he is a weird guy. I think yeah, you... But I guess that's why I like him. I don't know much about him personally, and I don't think I want to. I watched him in Foxcatcher, and he was so creepy. Yeah, and then I watched yep. him on The Office, and he finds a way to make a really unlikable character rather lo- uh, lovable. He does. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's that was true. a great character. Mm-hmm. And yeah. once he left The Office, the show was never the same. No, he was it, the heart of the show. That really oh, didn't yeah. ruin the show. Yeah, yeah. that's very yeah. true. It is very true. There's nothing up, nothing coming up. Uh, so you said broadcast is going to be dramatic. There's going to be no, uh, no comedy, anything? nothing. It's all going to be drama. Not for NBC. So uh, you know there will be comedies on other networks, but there's nothing popping right now that I'm like, oh, you have to look at it. Everything you know, the upfronts have been happening, and they've been talking about all the new shows for next year. 
But all the attention is honestly going to the streamers, like what's happening on Hulu, what's happening on Netflix, Amazon. And if you saw yesterday, Warner Media is merging with Discovery because they're realizing they can't compete with Amazon and Netflix um, if they don't merge together. They will not survive any of this. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox. I, what are they going to do with it? Fox. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you have NBC Universal. They've already had mergers, you know, over the right, years. Right, right. Um, and they they branched off with their streaming Peacock, but Peacock's not doing that well. No, it's they, not at all. Right now, it's only launched in um, the U.S. and it's not even in Canada yet or Mexico. And they've been very slow to get it to other countries, well, um, which doesn't bode well for it. Well, it's also the free content on there is something that nobody really wants, and you have to pay for all the things you do yeah, want. So true, it's kind of yeah. like, I don't, they haven't decided who they are yet, I don't think. I think that they'll have some better luck once the Olympics happen. Let's say if they happen this summer, let's be yeah. honest about that, because Japan's really going through it right now. But I know that they're trying to push some of the, the major events onto Peacock, so then hopefully people will subscribe to it. I know that they're putting gymnastics this weekend. One of the uh, events leading up to the Olympics is this weekend, and they're putting it on Peacock. They're offering it for free, but I think that this is a way to start enticing people. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, how do you say Peacock in Spanish when it's in Mexico? I don't know. Yeah, I abuela? Idea. No, that's grandma. Yes, it's abuela. What? Abuela's what? a grandma. Yeah. It's Pavo Real. Pavo Real. Ah, what do you think of that? Pavo, the Pavo Real Network. Beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. CBS, and well, CBS is now Paramount, so that's another merger, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, but they're, you know, they're, trying, they're trying to push the network TV philosophy into streaming, and it doesn't work. I mean, streaming comes from a different philosophy, different... <laughs> Set different yeah. approach. It's just entirely it's like radio versus different. Podcasting. Well, and the yeah. and the networks have now said we now have to look at our schedule as a fifty-two year, uh, fifty-two week a year schedule. We used to just look at it from September through May, kind right, of like the school right. year, yep. and people be away from the summer. We now have to have new shows appearing late spring, summer, mm-hmm. um, over the holiday season, because that's what Netflix is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're all going, hey, what's, that net- what's on Netflix this week? Great. Over the holiday season, I can watch five new shows. When they- everyone abandons the broadcast networks because all the TV specials are over with and we're all too busy doing other things. You know, for nine years now, <laughs> it started nine years ago when this show started, as a matter of fact, or just before it started, I talked to the people... Uh, well, the Dickey brothers are crooks. But anyway, um, I've never understood why radio hasn't stepped up and brought podcasts on their air. And therefore, you know, you, you put the, the radio station on the podcast network, the podcast on the radio because it doesn't like cost cross, anything. Cross-promoting kind of thing? Well, no, but it doesn't cost more anything. Content. If you support their podcast, you don't have to support their, their on-air content as well. Now, there are people still above the age of, like, 50 years old that don't listen to podcasts. They only listen to the radio. You would gather all the people together. You would literally have demos from six years old to death. Well, that's kind of what Sirius is. Kind There's of. There's a they lot did of channels wrong. that are like that. Yeah, but they they, their wrong, content yeah. is just the same terrible. thing over and yes, over and over is. and over again. It's they don't good. have good content. It's stuck in that 90s edgy, yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. you can't same say that on thing. TV kind yeah, of thing. exactly. But what you want to do is cut your costs. If you're broadcast radio or television, you want to cut your costs as much as you can. And the way to do that years ago would have been podcasting. It's too late now, <laughs> I think. They can't do it now because podcasting's blown up so huge. That people won't do it anymore. At the beginning, they would have done it in a heartbeat, but these dumb bastards didn't. So, well, first of all, most of the people in that in that involved there were so greedy and piggish that they couldn't get their head out of their canal. You know, it was, it's, it, it's it's this model that this old school. It's once again, it's applying a 20th century solution to a 21st century problem. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's mm-hmm. going on. And people, yep. they refuse to give that give that up, give those things up. Some industries can't even do that because Polaroid no, saw the digital photography was coming online. They said, "Yeah, we get," and they were the first with a digital camera. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't make the transition, even though they knew they had to. Yeah, and they just went up in smoke. That's true. I it's a, it's that. a fa- because it's well, the because the profit the, the profit margin was so different than film compared to digital, and it just didn't work. They well, couldn't the, make money. The thing about the 
film, like the, you know, hobbyist camera industry is that there was really no transition. It just, the whole industry died and was it replaced did. with phones. Yep. Yeah. You know, you can't really capitalize on that without being a phone manufacturer. There was nowhere for them to go. That's phones right. just made their industry extinct. Yeah. Pretty much true. There's no doubt about it. And it didn't help much that uh, your boy was in prison for the next 150 years on Polaroid at the end either. <laughs> that was one of the problems he ran into. What's his, what the hell is his name again? Ooh. Tom. Uh, Tom Petters. Tom Petters, oh. yeah. Oh, I didn't know he owned that. He owned Polaroid. Oh. You don't remember that? Uh-uh. You'll love this one, Kristen. Catherine and I are down in Florida, and we're sitting on the deck of this golf course, and a bunch of our friends belong there and all the rest of it. I said, why don't you guys have a TV out here on your on your deck? And they said, oh, really? You think we should? I said, yeah. You know what? So I called Tom Petters. I said, I need a big screen TV sent down here. And he goes, okay, no problem. Sent 10 of them. Remember that? He sent down 10 televisions. No way. Yeah, he sure. sent because right. well, one of the problems he ran yeah. into is he kept telling everybody they had all of these big screen TVs and Polaroid products that were on uh, they're they're in his warehouse. Apparently, the Fed showed up and there was nothing in the warehouse. Mm. Whoops, mm. that's going to be a problem. Well, that whole Petters thing, there was a lot of like stuff fell off a truck and got broken, <laughs> exactly. or an oh, empty no. box, an oh, empty, yeah. a, a refrigerator yeah. box came, but there was no refrigerator inside the box, exactly and right. all kinds of crazy stuff. That's yes, exactly it's been right, well but... known for a little weirdness for a mm. long time so basically my guess and Kristen, let me know if you agree with this my guess broadcast tv has about three more years left and if they don't blend in they're done and radio has probably 10 more years left and that's about it for them too yeah i think you're right we're seeing and the changes are happening so rapidly and broadcast just didn't adapt no enough. yeah i noticed my son-in-law he would get in his car he would lay his phone down Look at his phone before he started the engine. Hit the button, and that's what he listened to, which, which was streaming on his phone, yeah, yeah. rather than turning the radio on. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. So he didn't even turn the yeah, radio on. I listen so. to podcasts yeah. 95% of the time. If there's a big news story in L.A., like there's a big fire or something, or I chase. will turn on the news. Or a chase. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> no. And there's nobody coming up. I mean, literally, I've talked to the powers that be at the company. They want me to sign a 10-year extension because there's nobody coming up in radio. There's nobody there to take your job anymore. You know, there used to be young guys that'd be working the weekend, young women, young men working the weekends, and they'd blend in, you know, start maybe doing middays and then eventually do mornings. There's nobody left like that. The one place I can see radio going, and I don't know if it's physically possible, would be for them to, we were talking about satellites, you know, you got, yeah. you got satellite radio, you got satellite internet, I wonder if it's possible for a low-orbit satellite to broadcast an FM signal. Because you have all these captive audiences in cars. Yeah, you do. So if you could broadcast a global FM station, like a global TV station, or at least nationwide, that would be, I think, the one way to capitalize on all of these radios that already exist. Just make stations into a national thing. All right, you heard it here first. Now you need to contact Elon Musk. Yeah, get all of yeah. Elon. And you I don't know. I think the atmosphere might absorb the FM. I'm not really sure, though. I'm not sure about that. I'm not a radio. It does bounce, the I know that, so absorption is part of it. AM bounces better than FM. AM bounces. It does, FM yeah. doesn't really bounce. Well, it doesn't bounce, but it, it, it kind of careens off of things. It does do that. Right. That's why in San Francisco they can't listen to FM radio there. It's too hilly. Yeah, exactly. FM gets blocked by the hills, whereas does, AM, will, yeah. AM will bounce off the yeah, stratosphere. Yeah, mountains, mountains need AM. But yeah, I Indeed. do wonder if a low enough orbit satellite tries to broadcast FM downwards, would that work? Well, I'm guessing not, because someone must have thought about this before. Well, you can probably get it to a phone, which you know plugs into your car, and well, there but you then go. you can use that as a device. You run into the same problem as you know. The whole point is the fact that everyone's got a radio in their car. So if you give them something to listen to, they're all going to tune to it because it's just so easy. It's convenient. But if they have to go seek it out on their phone, they're significantly less likely to actually do it. Well, one thing that's going to happen in the next 24 months, and there's no, and they should have done it already, but in the next 24 months, they're going to take the top morning shows, top afternoon shows in the country, and they're going to have to syndicate all of them. I mean, your show, because there's nobody out there anymore, is going to have to be syndicated nationally on 
50 to 100, uh, 250, 300 radio stations. So it's the only way they're going to be able to make money. You have to have one group of personalities making their money and then the radio stations sharing that cost because it's the only way they're going to make it. That's why Ryan Seacrest Morning Show is syndicated in so many different cities. Yep. I know that. Oh, my gosh, it's so bad. Oh, it's a terrible is show. Is it terrible? That show's terrible. So bad. I listen to the radio a lot because, you know, yeah. you work in radio, and I just feel like I listen to the radio a lot more than most people my age listen oh, to the radio. Oh, they do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, for whatever reason, I was in, I was driving, and, like, every station was on commercials, and then I tr- was just kind of, like, flipping through stations, and then Ryan Seacrest show was on, and I was just like, it's so bad. It's terrible. I listened to it for, like, five minutes. It was awful. But they figured it out because that's what they got to do is take a well-known name and syndicate it. Mm -hmm. Ryan Seacrest has tons of money and lots of things. Why is he doing a radio show? He's coasted for a real... I'm going to say I'll say it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it. Um, He was on E! News for a really long time, too, and didn't need to be there anymore and was really just coasting through, like, the red carpet season and everything. And barely have seen the the movies and it was kind of offensive to all the other red carpet reporters who have been entrenched in the whole award show season doing the work getting to understand what the movies were about and and really asking intelligent questions and you know he's finally no longer there but i think it's the same thing with the radio show it's like he never like american idol gripped for him but he always wanted his own show and it didn't happen and that's why he took the kelly Ripa show because at least he knew that this show was going to stick around yeah. and it could be on television every single day but he didn't want to give up his radio show and they had just built him a state of the art radio um, studio out here in Burbank and within a month of it being completed he took the Kelly Ripa job and went to New York and uh, really oh my crazy. god, oh my god. Oh, but they can't nice. afford to lose him either over at iHeartRadio you know so it's like yeah. they just go okay well, well you can do it from New York and you know half of his hours are taped they're not even live right. now because right. of the time difference and he has a live show in New York so it's but he's been allowed to coast, and, and he has a ton of money from doing all the Kardashian, producing the Kardashian shows. Yeah, thanks a lot, so Ryan Seacrest. So, so he needs the adulation. He's, this, he's not doing it for the money. He's no. doing it for the adulation yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be Dick Clark. Like, that was kind of his yes. idol, but mm-hmm. yep. he isn't Dick Clark. He yep. just doesn't have the same charisma. No. Well, he's not a criminal either like Dick Clark was. Dick Clark was a criminal? Uh, remember the old payola deal and everybody went to jail? Well, oh, yeah. Dick oh, teed him up, believe me. Right. What a prick. Oh. oh, boy. How did he get avoid jail time? I have no idea, Kristen. I really, because he threw everybody else under the bus. At Ronnie Graham, I remember back in the day, he that was, it was not pretty. He certainly had that guy next door, you know, oh, yeah, he thing did. going on. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he's very smart. American Bandstand, everybody... Can you imagine an American bandstand at eight? Nobody would watch that. Would just be nothing. But fist <laughs> I want to watch a bunch of people dancing. <laughs> yeah, watch like people that. dancing. Oh boy, this is fun. Yeah, I never understood it. Oh, I I think it had to do with uh, TV was so new at the time. Yes, relatively oh, exactly. speaking, and to be on TV yep. was such a big deal. So it was trivial to get people to do it, and then people wanted to see their friends on TV. I mean, there was a, it was this thing, well, I could be on TV, geez, I'm going to try to get on American Bandstand because I yes, can dance. Yep. And it was this, it, it was at a time when there was a vacuum for that kind of entertainment, and they filled it. But it also introduced some different musics, too, so that was nice. They did, yeah. yeah. Dances came mm-hmm. out of that, social dances. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, like, if you showed me a repeat of Soul Train, I will watch that from start to finish. Oh, that I know. That, to me, well, is so much fun to watch. Yeah, but that's because you love the word scramble. <laughs> I just I like. Love, I just love like the clothing, the era, the music. I, yeah. I don't know. It just I just finished watch, watching um Halston on Netflix. It's yeah. a limited yeah. series with yeah. Ewan McGregor. How is that? And I was like, I think I missed my era of like living out my Studio Fifty Four fantasies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Don Cornelius. He was always fashion forward. Don and Corn- the people, yeah. It was. It was it, I agree. I watch. I would watch it and I go, it just drew me in. I go, man. First off, these pe- first off, the people would dance and they were moving. Yeah, they were and, moving. And uh, just a wonderful, wonderful show. And Don Cornelius, oh, and what's cooler? What's cooler than being cool, ice cold? He was so cool. <laughs> he was so all right, cool. Can I tell you my favorite word scramble on Soul Train <laughs> of all time? Yeah. My favorite word scramble. Remember the word scramble, Kristen, on Soul mm-hmm. Train? 
I'm watching it one time years and years ago, and I am not kidding. The word scramble was three letters, and uh, it was scrambled, though. It was three letters, and it said T. Mister. Gee, I wonder what that word scramble might be. <laughs> what T. Mister? Let's see. What could that be? Trim? No, there's no I. I mean, come on. Really? <laughs> T. Mister. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> the guy just walks over there. Because people would dance. If people don't know this, you would dance around, and then you'd go over to the magnetic letter board and move the letters around until you could spell whatever was supposed to be spelled. And this guy just went over dancing and went, oh, God. Move the T behind the Mr. Mr. T. Yeah. And that was the end. Of Could it. you make this a little more difficult, please? <laughs> T, Mr. Um, baby. Just a little bit of breaking news. Charles Grodin just passed away. Oh, I love Charles Grodin. I know. He was 86. He died on, uh, today of bone marrow cancer at oh. home in Wilson, Connecticut. Oh, I'm sorry to hear this. Not an easy way to go either. I always liked him a lot. Always like. What, does he know how to read the clock? He, yeah, the dog is sneezing and wagging his tail. I'm Must not be kidding. time Kristen, to go. Our dog, when there's <laughs> one outrage. minute to go left in the show, he starts making noise and going over to the door. How <laughs> the hell do you know what time it is? That's smarter than all of us. Yes, sure. Sure. All right, Kristen, well, another great show. <laughs> I, I love reminiscing about old television and radio and all that stuff. It's just, it, it will all advance. It will just be in a different form. That's all That's there right. is to it. Streaming yes, will give it to us. There is something about the good old days, too. So. Oh, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Yes. We'll talk to you next week. Wait. Sounds good. You have to ask her something? No, I have to say happy eight-year sobriety day to you, Dad. Sobriety day? Yeah, yeah. Just when you graduated from your program. Oh, I graduated the program yeah. in May. Oh, That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. Tomorrow, tomorrow's the big day, though, Kristen. The big day. The big day That's is tomorrow. What That's is a good day. Congrats. May 19th is tomorrow. You know what happens on May 19th? No, what oh. happens? I went on the radio 50 years ago tomorrow. Wow! 50 goodness. years ago. Jesus. It's a lot of Okay, years. I'm going to head back to the home. Where's my walker? Amelia Santanella just had 25 years at CCO. Did she really? Do you believe that? That's terrific. Yeah, that is great. Tommy's outlasted them all. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably true. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Not tomorrow, next week. week. Well, in your case, it's next week. That's true. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.